episode 248. Late Night Internet Marketing. This week on the Late Night Internet Marketing Podcast, we're going to continue what we started some time ago in episode 247. In episode 247, we told you all about why email marketing is so very important for your online business. In episode 248, we're going to help you get leverage over that problem and tell you the things you must start doing right away to get the most out of email marketing for your business. All this and more on the Late Night Internet Marketing Podcast. Late Night Internet Marketing Podcast. You've been working for somebody else, but you want a business to run yourself. You want to know how to start, where to begin. Can you get out your comfort zone, my friend? Yes, you can do it right when it's late at night. Broadcasting late at night from a little studio in the big state of Texas, your host, Mark Mason. Hey, 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 how is everyone doing? Greetings and salutations from the little studio in Dallas, Texas. I am your host, Mark Mason, and I am so happy to be back on the mic. Right now, it's the end of baseball season, and my Texas Rangers are actually in the playoffs. They played well this season. Not the best team in baseball, but I'm hoping they can catch a little October magic and have some amazing success in the baseball season. And you know, one of the interesting things about baseball season right now is guess what's in my email inbox? Yep, you guessed it. Offers for season tickets for the Texas Rangers. Sure, they're on social media, and I'm sure they have Rangers podcasts where they're talking about the availability of season tickets. But the thing that the Texas Rangers are counting on to sell, I don't know, maybe millions of dollars of season tickets for the 2024 season is email marketing because they know that I'm a qualified lead that has bought tickets before and that if they email me, I will open that email and consider their offer. And that's exactly what you should be doing for your business. And we talked about how important email marketing is in episode 247. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, go to latenightim.com forward slash 247 to listen to that episode. This episode, episode 248, is a continuation, the second half of that topic, and it's the second half of an online presentation I gave to a mastermind of people that are interested in online marketing. It's a pretty high-level mastermind, and I made a presentation about the importance of email marketing, as I described at the beginning of episode 247, and this is the second part of it, the things you should do for your email marketing to move your business forward. So let's get into that now, and I hope you enjoy the second part of this presentation. So you see the lifetime value of a customer on an email list is just overwhelming, unbelievable, and enormous. Email marketing is truly the most important thing in your business, and whatever you're doing with it, 
is not enough. And now understanding the lifetime value of email list customers, you can immediately see that maybe statement number one's not so bold after all. In fact, I'd say it's obvious. You need to be doing more with email marketing. So how can you do that? Let's get some leverage over this email marketing problem. Now, the first thing you have to do is to get into someone's inbox. And I made a conscious decision not to address inboxing in this presentation. So here you are, you're in someone's inbox and what's your job? I told you what your job is. Your job is to get people what they want. What do we need to do to help people? We need to do three things. First of all, we need to get them to open the dang email. They've got to open that email or we can't help them. And once they open the email, if they simply close it, we didn't help them. So we've got to get them to click the link. That's the second thing we've got to do. And even if they click the link, if they don't take the action that we're recommending, if they don't buy the thing or opt into the next thing or whatever it is that we're trying to do so that we can help them, we have failed. So we must do these three things. So what I want to do is talk to you about these three things and how to do them. The way you can help them open the email is to have a great subject line, and that line needs to match exactly what your customer avatar wants and is expecting from you. In order to get them to click the link, you need to create great copy that creates curiosity and desire and urgency that makes them want to take that next step. And if you want them to take the action, you have the opportunity to pre-sell the offer to make it so it's a no-brainer once they reach the offer for them to go ahead and take that next action. These are the tasks that you need to complete to get leverage over your email marketing. And I'll make the third bold statement. Copywriting is almost as important as email marketing. So if there was another thing I was going to tell you that you should get better at, it's copywriting. Because copywriting in everything that you do, whether you're making a presentation to a Zoom call full of mastermind people or you're actually trying to sell something online, copywriting will help you live a better life. So that's the second thing that I want you to do is to think about copywriting and make it more and more important in your internet marketing journey. So how are we going to get them to open this email? We know we're going to use copywriting on the subject line, but how are we going to do that? The idea I want you to think about is I want you to treat your subject line like a movie trailer. Give them a preview of what's going to happen when they click. If I see a movie trailer with a spaceship and a little green guy, I'm going to click on that, right? I want to see that movie. I'm going to go see the movie. If there are machine guns and car chases, I'm going to see the movie. And when I get to the movie theater, I'm expecting machine guns and car chases. Hand grenades are an extra bonus, right? I mean, I know what I'm going to get when I look at that email. And that's what I want in my subject line. I want that email trailer mentality. So here's some tips for killer subject lines, and we're going to get really specific here in a minute, but in general, my five favorite tips, and this could easily be a list of 20, but like I said, we only have 30 minutes here today. Make sure they're short, sweet, and to the point, and you don't want them to run off the page. Think about it when you're opening the email, when you're looking at the list of emails in your inbox. If you can only read half the subject line, you're not going to click it because half of it's off the page. You need to make your subject lines incredibly relevant. 
Your prospect or avatar is on your list for a reason, and you need to make your email subject lines relative to what you know they want. After all, you're trying to help them. You know what they need help with because they're on your email list. They need to be relevant to that. You need to match your message to your market. This is what we say in marketing. You need to match the message to the market. Your market is the kind of email addresses that you collect. Incidentally, this is why buying email lists never work because there's no market intent in that list. It's just a pile of junk and nobody knows what anybody on that list wants. You need to create a sense of urgency. Why do I need to click this now? Why shouldn't I slide down and click another email that's more important? I mean, you do this when you wake up in the morning, right? You open your email and you click the most important one first. Be the most important email by creating urgency in your subject line. And be very specific. And I'm going to show you examples of this. Use specific numbers and dates and times and, and evidence that what's in your email is actually interesting. And then finally, test, 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 test. Email subject line effectiveness is really hard to predict. We know what works in general, but you'll be surprised. And I promise you, as your list gets big and you have enough data, you're going to want to do A-B split testing to make sure that you have the right subject line for whatever offer you're making. So here's actual email open rates, as promised, from a campaign that we put together when we were in that luxury resort in Orlando, and we were talking about how to promote Cartsy. I actually went through with that, and I've collected something on the order of a 1,000 emails, and here are some of the actual email subject lines with their open rates, and you can see I have some of these elements. The first email is exactly what I think my avatar was expecting. I've got some warning copy, which implies urgency. I've got a lot of curiosity in there. And as you can see, some of the open rates are what I consider to be really, really good, near 50%. And some of them are not as good as I know I could have achieved because I see I can get up to 50% almost. Why aren't they that good? Well, what can I do? What work can I do to make these emails better? I can test numbers on every line. You know, this is my own rule. Try to always use numbers, and I'll show you examples of where other people you respect use numbers all the time. I could test pre-subject lines, like something in brackets, and I'll show you some examples of that as well. And then, you know, you don't have the ability to bold things. That's something we usually do in copy. You'll see that in headlines all the time. So you can test caps on some of the keywords, and that, those kinds of things can help the subject line conversion rate. Here's some example from a marketer we know, three-hour warning, live, screenshot, free traffic. That's essentially serving the purpose of a pre-headline. Eye-catching bold words all over the place that draw your attention, crazy, simple, live, you know, implying both urgency and trying to get your attention, and numbers all over the place. Swipe, improve, and deploy. This is the battle cry, right? You want to go look at what people are doing that's working and go do that thing. And so what you really want to do in the email subject line space is get a Gmail account and subscribe to every list that you can get your hands on that's in your niche because every email that they send will have a subject line and the ones that jump out to you will give you ideas of subject lines that you can use. If you only do one thing from this presentation to improve your subject lines, you should go subscribe to every email list you can find. Just make sure you use a new fresh Gmail account so you don't fill up your own real email. <laughs> All right. So 
once we've got them to open the email, we want them to click the link. And here are some killer link clicking conversion rate tips. How do we get them to click? First thing, marketing 101, have only one call to action. I don't mean you can't have the same call to action multiple times, but don't tell them go here to do this or go here to do that or go here to do the third thing. You never want to do that. You always want to have one call to action. And the exception is webinars where they're picking a time. Other than that, never have, never have more than one call to action in an email where you care about the conversion rate. Second thing is, people ignore this, optimize for mobile. You've got to make sure, I know you want to send that fancy email template. People don't care about that fancy template and they're reading on their phone. You got to be very careful about that. Be specific about your call to action. Download now, learn more, go here, sign up and use urgency because this is all for a limited time only. And finally, offer massive value. Be clear about what they're going to get. And I think this is something that's often done very well. They're gonna change your whole life, right? And so you're gonna click that link because you need to change your life. Here's an example from a real campaign where I'm getting 30 and 22% click-throughs. And the real reason that I'm getting that is because I'm giving them exactly what they expect. I'm telling them exactly what to go do. And the call to action itself actually includes the benefit. You can get your loan and really... That could be stronger. I could have a better benefit, like get your money or solve your financial problem, but that's a start. The CTA includes a benefit and there is an absolute exact match between what the customer is expecting because they just opted into my list and what I'm giving them here. And that's giving me a good email click-through rate. I can improve it by moving the CTA up, especially for mobile. This is below the fold. That's terrible. So I'm going to test that for sure. And we see sometimes that naked links perform better than buttons. And so that's definitely something to test. I already talked about the shorter email and maybe I could add urgency here. I don't know how long this offer is going to be available guys. So you better click the email right now. If you wait to get back to this until tomorrow, which you will never do, then that offer may not be there. So that's a really important idea that we don't want to let people come back later because they never come back. And then finally, I told you we need to test that button text. It's not great. I wrote it at three o'clock in the morning. Here's a really good copy that I, I found. And you can see that in this copy, they talk about all the objections that you might have to, to clicking the link. Pre-dealing with the objections is a great copywriting technique. They promise things like free traffic and they increase urgency by telling you the seats are limited in the webinar. The call to action is incredibly clear and they use this technique a little bit here, which we call an assumed close, where they say, we'll see you on the call. They're already assuming the conversion. We're going to see you there. I'd actually like to see this a little stronger. I don't need hope. I'd say, we'll see you on the call. And I'm assuming the close. I'm already future pacing the activity. I'm going to see you there. So you need to go ahead and click it because we've already decided you're going to be there. Okay, so finally, we need to get them to take the action. Once they get to the offer, we want them to go ahead and do the thing we need them to do, and we get them there by pre-selling them. 
So in pre-selling, you're talking about the future. You're using storytelling, in some cases, a very short story about what's going to happen if they take that next action to accept the offer. You're bringing out their pain points and reminding them, man, they really need to consider that offer seriously because they've got a problem and you need to remind them about that problem and amplify the problem. Sometimes we want to provide social proof about how like 17,000 other people have done, they need to go look at that offer and accept it. And then scarcity, as I mentioned before, is a great way to pre-sell the offer because we just don't know how long that offer is going to be there. If you go back to my email, you can see several places where I do this. I'm building trust to help aid in the conversion. They feel like they can trust me, so the offer must be good. If Mark's recommending it, it must be amazing. I tell them that I feel their pain. So I've got this empathy in my copy that not only helps them trust me further, but it reminds them of their pain. I tell them that I've already done all their work they need to do, and these are the best options for them. And I address the objection of, oh, I don't want to deal with this. It's going to be hard by telling them it's quick and easy. It converts. And in fact, you can see the conversion data here. But it should convert better. I want it to convert better by testing other offers, adding future pacing, adding urgency, and so forth. But this is a pretty good start. I think when you're in this kind of situation, you can see I'm testing three offers here. Offer number two is a new offer that I'm testing, and you can see it's generating a revenue per visitor that RPOV is 10 times higher than offer number one. And so thing one in optimizing these conversions is value per conversion. Thing two is increasing the number of conversions, and I'm working through all of that. Here's more really good copy, and you can see their future pacing success. They're showing you this screenshot, not only so that you can see that what they're saying is true, like here's evidence that this really works, but they're making it so you imagine yourself with a similar graph. And they also do a really good job of creating curiosity around people's major objection, which is where's the traffic going to come from? That's always the problem. And they talk about this massive source of traffic that they don't reveal. They tell you it's massive, but you're going to have to get on the webinar in order to see this massive source of traffic. And then the other thing that they do really, really well here that helps pre-sell is they create all these credibility gaps. We're going to do this and we're going to show you that. And, we're gonna, and all of it seems unbelievable and yet, in the webinar, Aiden delivers on every single one of these. And by the time he delivers on all the gaps, you're kind of like, well, that guy just did exactly what he said he was going to do. So that is a way to pre-sell as well. Create a gap and then fill it, thereby building trust. So when it comes to them deciding whether or not they should trust the action, you can do that readily. Okay, so now it's time to get going, right? We've got plenty of ammunition you can take action now and you may be beating yourself up because you haven't been working on email. Now that I've convinced you it's the most important thing in the world. And all I can tell you is this, you're right. You should have done something 20 years ago. That was the best time to up your email marketing game. But the second best time is right now, right after this call. And that's what I want you to do. And you can do it because I've eliminated all the excuses that people normally have. You don't believe email works? I just showed you all kinds of evidence that it works. You don't know where to start. You've got all kinds of training. I've given you action items. There's trainings all over the place. I, I mean, I, I don't know what to tell you. You've got everything that you need. 
And another real excuse that I really believe was true is, hey, my English is not so good. Well, guess what? Chat GPT, man. I mean, it is amazing. You can even tell it what copywriting formula you want it to follow. It understands copywriting. So if you're a person who speaks seven languages and the third one is English, you don't need to worry about that anymore. That's no longer a problem. So here's my challenge to you, and I want you to take this seriously. Identify three actions that you're going to take in the next 10 days to up your email game. I don't care what they are. Pick something from this presentation, something that's inspired you. Write them down right now. Go find a piece of paper, write these things down, and do them in the next 10 days. I want you to post those today in the Facebook group. One, so I'll know that you got some value out of this presentation. That would make me feel warm and fuzzy inside. And two, because we can help you and we'll hold you accountable and so forth. And make those your goals for next week. Write them down. This will avoid this sort of conference syndrome where you go to something like this and you get all these ideas and then a month later you've done nothing because life happens as soon as this call is over. Life is going to start again. You can avoid that by taking these actions. So now it's time for Q&A. Unfortunately, this is pre-recorded. You can just go right over to Facebook right after this call and you can ask me all the questions you want about this presentation. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. It means a lot to me and I hope that you get something out of it because I can get everything that I want in life if I just help enough other people get what they want. And that includes you. Ciao. Okay, super awesome. I hope you really enjoyed that. I love those kinds of presentations and I love speaking in front of groups, whether it's virtually or in person. I love speaking opportunities and I don't get to do nearly as much of that as I would like, but I wanted to share that with you because I think it could be really impactful for your business. Over and over again, when I talk to entrepreneurs, the one thing that I see, whether they're running a Mexican food restaurant or they're running an online business, is that they are not taking advantage of email marketing in the way that they should. And what I want you to do, the action that I want you to take away, the thing that I want you to do to cash in on the time you've invested in listening to these two episodes, episode 247 and 248, is just to spend some time thinking about the following question. If you took better advantage of email marketing and if it were easy, what would that look like? I think that's a really important question, especially that second part. If you dream up some overly complicated email marketing scheme that you need to work on, then what you'll find is that you might do that for a few weeks, but eventually that's going to go away and it'll die out. What you need is an email marketing strategy that will bolster your business, but is also maintainable. And that's my challenge for you. Until next week, I'm Mark Mason from LateNightInternetMarketing.com. If you enjoyed this content and you'd like more, find a like button or hit subscribe. Find a way to tell people that decide what content shows up in your inbox that you really enjoyed this and you'd like more of it. And I'll make a deal with you. If you do that, I'll send more episodes your way until next week. Ciao. You can do it right when it's late at night. You've been listening to the late night internet marketing podcast.
Be sure to visit LNIMpodcast.com today to leave feedback for Mark. Download special bonus content, access the show notes, and more. See you there. Until then, go and make some great progress on your internet business. One night at a time. One night at a time. Hey, I'm really excited. And if you're new to the show, there's the after the show show. So if you didn't stop the your podcast player and you're wondering what all this extra time is at the end, it's the after the show show where we just talk about what's going on in the late night internet marketing universe. I have been working on some cost per action marketing, and that's taken me away from the podcast, quite honestly, for some time. My son and I uh, seem to be starting up an Amazon uh, FBA business again. And I'll be talking about that over the coming weeks. I guess he's, he's really interested in Amazon FBA these days. And so he's 16 now and has some time on his hands. We're going to be working on that in between, uh, CS two and Fortnite and call of duty or whatever it is that he's playing this week. Minecraft, uh, we'll, we'll be we'll be finding some time to build an online business. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, I'm also super excited about the Texas Rangers. Finally, for the first time, I guess since 2016, the Rangers are in the postseason. They clinched in Seattle, which is super exciting for me. My son's a big Mariners fan, and most of you know he plays high school baseball. So baseball is a big part of our life here in the late night internet marketing studio. And so we're excited about the coming baseball season. I'm from Houston originally, and it looks like the Astros are also going to make the playoffs. We'll find out today. So that should be really interesting baseball here in Texas. So until next week, I hope that you hit that subscribe button, and I get to t- I get to speak with you again next week. Ciao. Hey, it's Mark again. I wanted to tell you one more time about this absolutely free resource that I have for helping people who are trying to get the big picture for internet marketing, actually get started and understand what all their choices are. If that's not you, there's no more content. You can skip to the end. But if you're someone who came to this podcast because you're searching for how to get started online and you just can't cut through all the noise, I get it. That was me in 2007 when I was trying to get started. There were so many people throwing offers at me that I really couldn't even understand what all the different business models were. I couldn't understand how money moved around on the internet and I couldn't really get a grip on what direction I wanted to go in so I could figure out how to move forward. I've created a free video resource for you just for that purpose at latenightim.com forward slash explain. In several short videos, I just explained to you what internet marketing is all about and what online business is all about and the different options that you have for starting an online business. There's nothing to buy there. You just sign up for access and you get the videos just like that. So if that's interesting to you or if you know someone who's in the same situation, send them that link, latenightim.com forward slash explain. And let me know what you think. I'd love to hear what people are thinking that are in the exact same position that I was in more than a decade ago in 2007. In some ways, it seems like yesterday. And in some ways, it seems like an entire lifetime ago. Again, that's latenightim.com forward slash explain. Late night internet mom.